Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for blood round. It's time, it's time for blood round. Blood. Kevin grew up wrestling. Heavily invested. Time he did the same, so they have similar perspectives. The knowledge is extensive. Go ahead and mail the questions. It's blood round. The best web wrestling presence. Collectively, they bless your ears each week with the podcast. Plus, they write, share, post, tweet. Not a place you can go to hear about a touchdown or a field goal or home run. But you can hear about No jump shots, no puck stops, no fake kicks in the Royal Rumble. Just high cross, front headlocks, and Jordan Bros with a blast double. So, throw a match. It ain't real wrestling, it's in a ring with no head, you're a singlet. Single best show coming at you now. If you skip an episode, that means you tap down. Make sure you make weight, better shed a couple pounds. Throw a mat down, listen, cause it's time for blood round. It's time for blood round now. 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 It's time for blood round. Yeah. What up? Is Kevin Clanch over there. I'm Tommy Baranowski. Welcome to Blood Round, episode number 32. Welcome. Welcome. We are we are pumped up. We are. We're very fired up. We are so fired up. <laughs> it's as if we've done this now twice. <laughs> so this is episode number 32. Get some business out of the way here and uh, get fired up for you guys here. Uh, bloodround.com is the website. Uh, yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at bloodround at K-O-A-T-I-G for me at Clonchinator over there for Kevin. Yo. Um, send us questions. We love questions. Love we got them. a few of them today. We're really excited about that. We will cover um, those. Facebook, uh, you know, follow us on Facebook. If you're listening to us on your uh, desktop or last laptop, whatever computer, bloodround.com, easy place to find us, or SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud does have an app if you're on the go for your mobile device. Uh, you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Plenty of good podcasts there. All sorts of good ones. Mostly ours. I mean, we're like we're like up there near the top. True. And then there's some other ones, too. All good things. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, we do have a shirt for sale. So if you go to blood round, hit the gear tab, we have a cliff keen shirt. Uh, the guys at double egg ninja hooked us up. Jake Herbert will be in action at the U S open. He's part of double egg ninja and we got a cool shirt through them. So yeah. even if you don't uh, really like us, it's a cool shirt. Just for sizing purposes, you can pick whatever shirt size you normally wear. Cause it won't shrink, uh, much. It's a performance cliff keen shirt. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nice. awesome. Check it out. That's yeah. all I got on that. <laughs> <laughs> cool logo, too. Show. Yeah, man. All right. So we are here, episode number 32, just ready to rock on. It is Cinco de Mayo. 
Sí, me gusta las cervezas y chicas bonitas. <laughs> ah, I like it. Los modelos? Sí, los modelos. I think that's how I say it. Without the two L's, you don't make it a, a Y sound. I'm drinking Bell's Brewery Oberon. That sounds Spanish, Oberon. Kalamazoo. That's Kalamazoo if it were <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> but it's not. I don't there's not two L's. <laughs> no, there's also not two L's. I, I, I went back. I appreciate I the effort, though. Yeah, it was, that was that was good stuff. Yeah, I like. I it. took Spanish in high school, four years. That's cuatro. It is. <laughs> it is an exciting week uh, with the U.S. Open. Best wrestlers that we have to offer for the most part will be in action, and uh, lot, lots of good things. Before we get to that. Um, T.R. Foley had his mailbag uh, this Friday, May 1st. Uno for you Spanish speakers. <laughs> um, uno de Mayo. Uh, we, he, he's a good writer. Um, one thing you like about uh, Tim Foley, he likes to take a stand and, and, and sticks with it. And sometimes you agree with him, sometimes you don't. But uh, – I think it comes from a genuine place most of the time, and, and you got to appreciate that. One of the things he mentioned uh, was the fact that no Division One coaches have been fired. Right. And that includes Michigan State's Tom Minkle. They scored negative .5 points. At the NCAA tournament. Yes. In the Big Ten, there are now 14 teams, uh, six matches in each round uh, as rat tails, so to speak, to get into the quarterfinals. They had one guy in the quarterfinals, and that's because Alex Polizzi from Northwestern defaulted to him. It's a safe bet that had Alex Polizzi wrestled, they would have had none. They would have had none. And then negative half of a point in, in the NCAAs. For a Big Ten team in a wrestling state like Michigan, and you're seeing the recruiting. You're you're seeing the recruiting go really, really south. Where you know you're not even picking up the hometown recruits anymore. Central Michigan has beat you twelve out of the last thirteen duels. Fire up chips, and then you have you know recruits in the Detroit recruits going elsewhere. Obviously, Michigan's going to beat you up, but then even Central Michigan out recruiting you. Now we have a string of Western Michigan recruits going to Purdue and Illinois and other places. Um, Eastern Michigan is, is, I mean, they might not even be getting better recruits at this point, but like they're out coaching those recruits. They're getting more out of those guys. EMU Eagles, what up? <laughs> um, Being coached right now by two former Chippewas, Luke Smith and David Bulliard. Yeah. And and the interesting thing about that, if you go to the mailbag, is a bunch of hateful comments on the fact that you would actually bring up the fact that Minkle should probably be replaced. And the wrestling community is a strange community where we do have great relationships between coaches and wrestlers. There's actually a study um, between relationships across all boards that the NCA came back and wrestling positive relationship between coaches and athlete wrestling was off the charts compared yes. to every other sport. And not surprising. Yeah. Um, and well, not surprising to us. We're people that do a podcast and are being <laughs> listened to by people who are like, yes, of course that makes sense. Of course that does. Yeah. Wrestling's the best sport in the world. Yeah, of course. 
Uh, <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> listening. Went, Wait a minute. <laughs> wrestling, That's weird. Wrestling's a good sport where there's cool guys involved yeah. and uh, there's a nice competitive spirit involved. When uh, are they going to talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> I wonder if that has actually happened. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure it has. Blood Round Wrestling? Fucking A, man. They're going to talk about like That's you know, going to be when great. The, I can't know. hear wait to hear about Sheamus. <laughs> The, the WWE wrestlers now suck so much. There's I don't no, even know who the, the Undertaker's gone. Like he's done. It's like they have Brock Lesnar, John Cena, who I always thought was a douche anyway, and then The Rock occasionally will like, make a cameo and be like, "I'm still the greatest ever." And yeah, he's done. I, I met, that's had to happen at least once. People have been like, "Oh, Blood Round Wrestling." Yeah, we talk about that. The Rock appearing on Raw last night. Yeah, I hope they bought shirts and show up to WWE events <laughs> trying to figure out why no one else has them. That would be fantastic. I went to the Survivor Series. At, uh, I think it was at the Silver Dome or Joe Louis Arena. It was at Joe Louis Arena. That's in Detroit. That's where the Red Wings play. Anyway, I was 14. That was cool. Just I was so at know. the Grand Rapids show when uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin drove the monster truck into the arena. Oh, that, that was pretty awesome. That, yeah, I watched that on TV. Yeah, that was actually that. that was actually pretty cool. But anyways, hmm. <laughs> going back to Minkle, um, I I just found it pretty strange that um, you know, we don't really have the outcry in wrestling saying like, "Hey, this guy should be replaced," like you know, or. And if you do, you kind of get shouted down like, hey, that's a cool dude. That's a great guy. And in football, it's like, I think Brady Hoke is probably a cool guy. Did he deserve to get fired from Michigan? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He didn't get the job done at Michigan. Not going to bowl games, not winning things, you know, will get you fired as the Michigan football coach. And that's okay. It's interesting because, like, I was going to say, you know what, Tom? I think we're cool guys. Maybe we should coach at Michigan State because we are also cool, like <laughs> Tom Minkle seems to be. But then I was like, no, we'd probably do a better job somehow. We'd somehow just be more likable by kids who wouldn't even need our coaching and just be great. I would just go get, like, dumb kids, like just dumb, tough country kids like from, like, small enrollment schools and just be like, hey, here's your chance. Let's go do this thing. Yep. You want to wrestle in the Big Ten? All right. Yep. Let's go do this thing. Do they have hay baling 101? <laughs> it is an agricultural school originally. It is indeed, yes. I think they were, like, first couple of years in the Big Ten, they were, like, the Michigan Agricultural School or something. I said yes as if I knew that. I didn't know that at all. <laughs> I don't know. No. Who's the only? Okay. Here, I got a trivia question for all you. All right. Um, I know. I'm, I'm sorry, guys, but I'm going deep here. I love my trivia. So there were 14 schools at the Big Ten tournament this year. Yes. That makes 15 different schools have wrestled in the Big Ten conference tournament. Who's the 15th team? And to confuse you even more, they still have a wrestling program. Do, 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 wow. Do, do, um, do, do, hold on. Do, 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 this is going to make me angry. It's not in Michigan because I feel do, like I would know that. I'm going to guess Iowa State. University of Chicago. Oh. They went down to Division Three on their own, and they actually have it in the contract that they can come back to the Big Ten whenever they want. 
These are the things you you learn while you listen. To, like this is. Why do you know that? Like how would? I oh, well, I was just casually reviewing the University of Chicago's contract with the Big Ten from when they dropped to Division Three. No, I don't know. This is why we are the yin and the yang, and we work together. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're the good-looking, funny one, and I, I spew some random knowledge once in a while. Hey, hey, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> I did not know that, but now I can I can tell people that are willing to listen to that. There you go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, we going back to Minkle and go to intermat.com, look at the last mailbag and read some of the responses. You'll see my response in there. Cause I couldn't resist. I had to jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, talking about success in the early nineties, you know, doesn't exactly bode well in 2015 and, you know, people being very angry that you would have the audacity to call out a coach for not doing well. And that's just something we have to change as wrestlers. It, like we don't want Michigan state to all of a sudden go, well, um, we got some pressure to cut the budget, and this wrestling team sure sucks. So might as well get rid of them. I mean, like, there's somebody out there who's saying, like, well, it's the Big Ten. It's really tough. Somebody's got, you know, bound to be bad and, like, not not have the success they're, they're trying to have. And, like, right, that's true. But this is a program that used to have success, and then it got to the point where it was like, now they just have individuals. And they had the Simmons brothers that were there. They had uh, some other Franklin Gomez. Franklin Gomez came in was it was really really exceptional won a national championship. But like all of those guys that were there like realistically was Nick Simmons ceiling in the NCAAs like was it just being an all-American? <laughs> no. It certainly wasn't. No. Franklin Gomez, should he have won just one national title? World silver medalist? Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) Like, like, these are things that, like... (sighs) But a lot of that is... I I would like to argue that that's more complex than you should really look at it. Well, true, true. I I mean, mean, you look at the recent results and go, hey... The direction this is going isn't good. And and imagine if you were at your job where your results were on a level, and then all of a sudden, are, three yeah. years later, they are a fourth of what they were. Yeah. Imagine how that would go over. It would not go well. Not at all. I'm willing to bet I would not have my job. And that's okay to say Minkle shouldn't have his. Yeah. It's It's... This is a sport where if you're in a room and you're wrestling with somebody and they're not pulling their weight, you're going to call them out. And you're going to expect everyone in that room to be accountable for what they are supposed to do. They're supposed to make weight. They're supposed to push other people in the room to be better. And they're supposed to contribute. Well, one of the greatest reasons to coach wrestling is the fact that you don't make the lineup. Yeah, it's 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 on the it's on the room to make the lineup. Yeah, you have a. I mean, you're at Apple Valley, and people are like, "Oh, this Mark Hall kid's supposed to be really good," and you know, whose spot is he going to take? Because Apple Valley is a national power, right? You know, and he just moved in. Like, well, that kind of sucks. That you know, someone might give up their spot. You don't have to be like, "Well, Timmy Johnson, sorry, that's your spot." You get you go, oh. These two guys weigh the same. Yeah. Let's have them wrestle against each other. Huh. Oh, Mark Hall just stuck the kid in the first period. So Weird. if Timmy Johnson's parents complain, 
you go, yeah. well, your kid got stuck in a minute 30. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, Timmy sucks. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Timmy would probably be a state placer at another school, right. but we apologize. Not this school. <laughs> we apologize yeah. for being Apple Valley, Minnesota. And so why can't we bring some of that attitude to coaching? And, and we res- we respect our coaches, and that's great. But, you know, for God's sakes, I mean – you know, Indiana hasn't won really shit in a long time, and their coach has been there over 20 years. Uh, you see examples of it. And I, I just don't want to see programs be cut. I don't want to see programs get written off as no chance of success when I firmly believe two years ago, if you would have asked Sammy Henson, where would you rather go? Into Michigan State? Into Michigan? Where you can recruit in Michigan? Be on the Big Ten Network? be on a major college campus um, right there in the Big Ten, not saying West Virginia is not a major college campus, but if you would have asked him where would you rather go, Michigan State or West Virginia, I'd be hard-pressed to think he was like, yeah, West Virginia. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be Sammy Henson. It could be – and there's a myriad of other very talented assistants out there. Nick Simmons is at Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's – it's ridiculous, but I mean, you know, there is something to be said. I mean, the guy's done a good job from from what we can gather with the wrestlers he's coached, and and I mean, clearly he's done something to keep his job there for as long as he has, despite the results being what they are. And maybe it's just the athletic department where they just they don't really look at it too often. They don't know what it, what results they should expect. But here's the other thing. It's very simple. I let me rephrase that. It's it's clear that programs can make a change relatively quickly. What Purdue has done in recruiting in the last couple of years with a coaching change, what they make right. the coaching change a year or two ago? Yeah, this was Tony Ursline's first year. Yeah. And and I mean, you see the improvement in their wrestlers. Like they're better, and they have a different sort of fight in them. And like when you're at that Culture level, change. yeah, when you're at that level, something simple like that can make a huge difference. In in Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Kids like who want to then work harder and push themselves and they just hear a different voice and they have somebody in there that's willing to push them and, and make them into something else and help them craft and create new goals and that's that's exciting that's what people want and and i mean purdue is going to be really good they're going to be a force in the big 10 they're going to be in that top five big 10 
which means top 15 nationally programs in the next year or two. So you're saying you go get a talented assistant coach from a major program like Nebraska, mm-hmm. and you bring him over to another school, give him free reign to go recruit and fire up a program, and it works sometimes? Wow. <laughs> What a novel idea. You don't just stick with the guy that's been there for 30 years and just have him keep going out there? You heard it here first. Jordan <laughs> Burroughs to Michigan State. It's happening. Roger Kish. Well, well I mean, it's, it's going to happen as soon as uh, Minkle's contract runs out. And then they'll make room for Jordan Burroughs. Casey Cunningham? Wow, God. Grew up in Fulton Middleton right there. If anyone deserves a head coaching job at this point, it's Casey Cunningham. He's the uh, last, and I think actually only, Central Michigan University fire-up trips uh, wrestler to win a national championship. Won it, I believe, in the late 90s at 157 pounds. From Fulton Middleton High School, yes, which is about 30 minutes northwest of Lansing. Hmm. Yeah. That's nearby. That is very nearby. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so interesting stuff there to uh, kind of swallow. Um Greco moving on. Uh, Greco came out with some rule changes. Five point throw is back. It Thank is. you to United World Wrestling for going. Hey, we took out the only reason to watch Greco. Yeah, that's uh, that was a poor decision. <laughs> the the Mango Brothers uh, managed to keep it entertaining uh, despite losing the five point throw, and now they're going to just score more points on every single move that they hit. <laughs> It's like they're unwilling to just get a regular takedown. They're like, well, I, I could do that, or I could just work a little bit harder to throw them over my head and then do a backflip. And there's a couple other rule changes here. Um, you know, One of the interesting things, uh, so the cautions now come with a two-point penalty. Um, I, I like that in a way that there's some bite to cautions, but... I worry that some crazy foreign ref is just going to be like, you know, in a in a two to three match, like, oh, that was a that was a leg touch. Now it's four to three or something like that. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of giving the refs a lot of power. I and I know you're going to still have the three ref system and everything like that, but still, that just that does seem like a lot. Of, that seems like a sizable penalty in Greco. I mean, two points in Greco. Yeah, it it add, it also it just adds too much subjectivity, like. What to one ref it's going to be pushing to another ref it's going to be fighting for position and and working ties and and trying to create some action and I don't understand how that's going to help. And um, interestingly enough, uh, senior level through this Olympic cycle is going to keep the force partier and then then the third warning basically and subsequent warnings will be a one point and the option for force parterre your chance to go on top and try to turn them essentially um for the next olympic cycle though uh so non-senior levels will have stalling calls that are actually more similar to folk style which i kind of appreciate because I do think the folk style rules for stalling are a little bit better than the freestyle rules. Because essentially now in freestyle, if you don't see any action, they put somebody on the shot clock. And then as soon as that guy's off the shot clock, now they're going to hit the other guy for the shot clock. And you've actually seen one-to-one matches where the guy who was stalling, 
who were deem stalling yeah. first wins because the other guy got put on the shot clock. And if a guy decides to run away with 40 seconds left, well, you can't really put him on the 30 second shot clock and ding him because yeah. there's the shot clock. Yeah. I mean, the shot clock has to have 30 seconds to have any bite. Now they're going to say without stopping the match, passivity will be a verbal and then a uh, official warning. And then every passivity call after that will be a point awarded. So that'll be actually like folk style, essentially stalling one. Um, yeah. Which is better. I mean, it is. Yeah. If you start to run away with 25 seconds left and not present yourself. Yeah. Boom. Stalling. You know, one point. I mean, hit him. So that's it, good. It, it's it's again, in theory. In theory. And the, but the, you do have to give some power to the refs. It's better than the shot clock. No, I I completely agree with that. I think the one thing the shot clock does is it gives the ref at least earlier in the match the it, it takes it out of their hands, so to speak. So they can just be like, "Well, I, it wasn't me that gave awarded the other guy the point. It was you. You, I just put you on the shot clock. It was on you from there." And it's not obviously what they're saying, but it's it's the thought process. It's it's the problem that is the same thing in high school and college, where you're going to get now you're putting all the the power in the ref's hands, and you're going to get some dude who's like, I don't really want all this power, and they're just not going to make the call. No, I I agree that I mean, I mean ideally in, in when part, you get to that level, it's not going to be that way. But hope, hopefully not. But I I think the running away with a minute left, this gives a better chance than the shot clock. Yes. I would agree with that. All right. um, the very dis- the worst part of this announcement was the push out rule for out of bounds is now the out of bounds, but no points given for wrestlers who quote unquote push their opponent out of bounds. Yes. And Kevin and I were talking a little bit earlier. <laughs> um, this just gives a ton of subjectivity into what was a successful rule change maybe the most successful rule change in 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 fila and united world wrestling's history where hey the out of bounds is now lava if you don't want to give up a point don't back out of bounds the push up push out was great i i didn't see a problem with it and now you're saying in greco well if you don't push out well and now it's like okay guy digs in an underhook or gets a body lock and kind of pushes him out of bounds is that a push or is it a push only if they extend their arms? And then are you going to get an Adam Kuhn locking up a body lock and bumping into the guy because he desperately wants the guy to push back into him? And then you go, well, he really pushed him out of bounds, though, so we're not going to give the point. Right. And that's like that's I mean, I'm sure you're going to see some asshole make that. Yeah, there, there's that's the really terrifying thing is somebody's going to be like, well, you just pushed him. I was like, well, yeah, I, I locked up a body lock. What do you want me to do? Like. <laughs> I'm not going to just try and throw it without the the correct pressure. Yeah. That's setting myself up for failure. What this do you guy dropped his hips and started waltzing out of bounds. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Yeah. It's I, it, it creates gray area and what has been a successful black and white rule. Yeah. You know, you you saw when YouTube a couple videos of like Kale Sanderson's gold medal match and um you know, some of the, you know, Kenny Monday matches, you know, Kevin Jackson matches, where all of a sudden you see guys kind of waltz out of bounds and you go, wow, that is weird. 
It's yeah. weird to watch in freestyle when you see guys just kind of waltz out of bounds without the threat of a penalty. Now, I mean, you see it's successful. They have to dig in. They have to circle back in and create and taking away that gray area and creating a gray area of saying, oh, well, you pushed them. Well, and Greco needs it more than anything. Greco, Greco needs, needs it more points. than any other style. Yeah, well, it needs points. It needs people that are are then desperate to not give up points. It needs those people to like want to push in and want to create action and want to really like, all right, crap, like I'm about to go out of bounds. I need to dig my feet in and push in and 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 try and get an underhook and fight for better position and maybe throw a hard elbow or whatever. Like that's the excitement. That's what what drives it. If you're getting somebody who just doesn't feel threatened out of bounds, they're just going to kind of waltz out of bounds, and it's going to be weird, and the ref's going to go, well, I guess, I mean, nobody really pushed, and I, I don't know. I just, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see this whole thing disintegrate into just nothingness and, and less aggressive wrestling. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you, you can you can add a five-point throw, but if you're not keeping the one thing in place that was trying to get people to create more action... I don't know what it's going to help. I don't know how many more of those throws you're going to see. And also, isn't this like the seventh rule cha- series of rule changes in the last five years of frickin' Greco? Yeah. I mean, you and I are two wrestling junkies who do a podcast and a website, and I'm confused. Yeah. And I'm not the smartest guy, but wrestling is one of the few things that I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I- and I'm Freaking confused about this Greco shit. I'm not even really good at Greco, but I just know like, well, if you get a hold of their head, that's usually good, <laughs> and and that's pretty much it. So, uh, but I don't know. I it just to quit like convoluting everything. Just like let people grow accustomed to it, and and maybe maybe the rules we had were great, but you gave it like a year or two for people to adjust and and. Let it turn into what it was supposed to be. Well, and that's another thing where you're asking a bunch of refs, and one of the and and uh, high school, the National Federation of High School, um, you know, came out with their rule changes for high school wrestling this year, and their rule changes were basically um, a little bit of um, language deciding who advanced in a tournament if both guys defaulted at the same time. Yeah. A situation that essentially never happens. Yeah. And then, um, and don't email me with the time it happened. Shut up. This <laughs> 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 one time. Um, you know, obviously the extenuating circumstances that make that happen. And then referees, uh, pre-match, um, responsibilities. Those were their rule changes for the year. And thank God, because getting a bunch of different wrestlers, uh, wrestling refs on the same page across the country, hell, across your own state. Is really difficult. Yes, and the less rule changes, the better. I yes. mean, you know, and and getting a bunch of refs in Greco that speak different languages and come yeah. from different cultures to call this relatively the same—that's a nightmare. That's a logistical nightmare. And these are another series of rules. It's not like this is the first Greco rule changes in a while. It just keeps changing. Well, at least there aren't a whole lot of like incidents where rules are mistakenly 
<laughs> called one way and and then ruled another way and like there's not a history of that. Well, what like last year wrestling. at the U.S. Open they were calling the near takedown a point, um, yeah. and then like Fila was like, "Wait, you guys are calling that?" Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, you're actually calling the one point. Yeah. Near takedown, like that's stupid. I mean, it just. I, you get stuff like that, and then yeah. you just keep changing it. It just blows. It's like up. when your wife is like, "Well, go get me something," and you go get her something. You're like, "Well, why'd you get me that?" Like, well, you, I thought that's what you said. No, it's not. I said I wanted this. Oh, this well, hasn't happened to me every single day. <laughs> Where do you want to go eat tonight? Oh, I don't care. Yeah. Get, oh, I really hate that place. Let's get Mexican I hate that food. Place. Oh, okay. No, no I right. thought I wanted Taco Bell. I said, well, you just <laughs> that we wanted to go to a nice place. <laughs> No, I just I really like the Crunch Wrap Supreme. Well, I know that, but you told me not to ever take you to Taco Bell again. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't mean it. Yeah, but why did you say it then? Anyway, so if I listen to you, I'm wrong, and then when I don't listen to you, I'm wrong. Right. I'm trying to trying to figure this out. Well, who would ever really say they don't want to go to Taco Bell again? No, I gather that, but like you made me promise. Like you made it much more <laughs> Serious than it needed to be for this. Anyway, that never happened. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the Northeast Regional was this weekend. Yes, it was. Um, which is kind of cool and kind of, in a way, as a fan, I almost think it's a little counterproductive to give world team trial spots to the Northeast Regional winners because you end up... Uh, Kyle Dick goes and qualifies for the world team trials, and now he doesn't have to go out to Vegas and wrestle David Taylor and Andrew Howe and everything. And as a fan, we kind of lose out on that experience. You know, I... But uh, it was good to see Kyle Dick wrecking people. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe it's by design. I mean, the dude's been out for a little bit. He's like, what the hell? Why? Maybe, I'm probably I'm not going to show up just out of nowhere at the U.S. Open and win it. You know, maybe he, maybe he thinks that way. Maybe he doesn't. But he's like, you know, it might just be easier. Like, I'm just going to go win this thing. Like, I, the, the toughest competition he faced was a senior in high school. I like I like to think that uh, <laughs> Mason Manville. Yeah. Great I, wrestler. I like to think still. there's a wrestling tournament, though, like in this country where we'd be like, no, Kyle Dake, I'm sorry. You, you're not good enough to yeah. come in here and compete. We yeah. don't want you in this bracket. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, um, so it was good to see Kyle Dake in action. Um, pretty awesome. And then uh, Jason Ness as well. Yeah, Jason Ness hasn't really wrestled in any like big tournaments at all since he won the NCAA title against uh, Daniel Dennis. And, he, and he's kind of like Clark Kent. He, you see him on the sidelines on Big Ten Network with his glasses and his suit, and he kind of looks it's like a normal dude, like somebody who would be a photographer at a newspaper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, that was Peter Parker. Shit, I'm mixing them up. Yeah. Know. What did Clark Kent do? I think he worked at a newspaper, but he wasn't a photographer. That seems like too close. Uh, it really does. Plot lines. That's, <laughs> God. How easy was it to be like a writer for a comic book? Well, all right. So clearly this guy's secret identity, he works for a newspaper because everyone he, works for a newspaper. But if he puts glasses on, no one fucking recognizes yeah, him. Not one. <laughs> it's like, well, he's Superman, so maybe, I don't know. Now I'm going to get into weird stuff. Anyway, Superman was not a photographer. That's my point. But Clark Kent and Jason Ness. Was Clark Kent a writer? I don't know what he was. He was just kind of a loser <laughs> at the newspaper. 
And nobody really cared. Everyone was like, oh, that's Clark. Clark's kind of a loser. Nobody really knows what he does here, but he's still on payroll. So he had the Tom Menkel job at the newspaper? He's, he's, he's Milton from Office Space. That's what he does. He's, <laughs> he's really into staplers. But uh, I'm so tempted to Google that right now, but I got to focus. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, yeah, like he just kind of hangs out. Like, are you like, oh, yeah, Jason Ness. Like, he was really good. Like, I wonder why he never really, you don't see him compete anymore. But uh, so I he's mean, a little bit like groundskeeper Willie, where he takes off the gla- like takes off the suit and all of a sudden he's ripped. Yeah. And he's just jacked and just goes out and <laughs> tech falls. Brock Zachary. Zachary from Clarion Wrestling Club, 14-4 to on the finals. What's impressive about that is that he scored four points. True. Yeah. Jason Ness really good at wrestling still. He is good at wrestling. So that'll be cool to see him. I mean, if he decides to actually, like... He's registered for the U.S. Open, I believe. Oh, good. So it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to qualify the World Team Trials. I'm, I believe he's registered for the uh, U.S. Open. That's spectacular. It is spectacular. 65 kilograms is also where Montel Marion, I'm assuming, is wrestling. Mm-hmm. That weight Good class just got Marion. so much deeper. <laughs> <sighs> so that was cool to see. We have some questions here. We um, do. Uh, Jonathan Rothman. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, Rotman? Hi, John. Uh, hey, buddy. Thanks for uh, shooting us some questions on the uh, the Facebook page there. Yeah, definitely. Go like us on Facebook, by the way. Check it out. Fuckers. Bring Facebook back. <laughs> we'll be the only ones supporting it still. I have to uh, post on my Facebook uh, work every Facebook every day, so uh, I'm on Facebook all the time, actually, yeah. um, for work every day. Um, here's a, if Dake doesn't make the freestyle team this year, should he switch to Gap Greco or keep trying to knock off Jordan Burroughs? Absolutely. He should switch to Greco. Nope. Cut down. You think he can't make weight at 150 something? He's, he's kind of big these days. I don't think he's cutting. Well, Olympic weight class though. You'd have to cut down to like 143 to like, uh, Olympics. yeah, you have to like chop a leg off. Now that it's six six six, you know, as part of the equality with Greco and women, that'd be rough. Yeah, he's almost better off going up and challenging Ed Ruth in a way. In a way. In a way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. I mean, this is so hard because, like, it's 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 ridiculous for me to think like. I mean, you know, you see the guys that are exceptional folk style wrestlers and they go into freestyle and like everybody named something other than Jordan Burroughs like struggles those first year or so to really like find their their stride and to be ready to go and hit their prime and, and be exceptional. Absolutely. Freestyle wrestlers. Again, everyone not na- Jordan, not named Jordan Burroughs has that problem. So. I don't know why it would be different with Greco like I feel like there's so many subtleties with Greco and just the pressure and, and pushing around and moving around. And, and again, maybe it's just because I'm not good at Greco, but I think it would be very hard for him to just step in and fall into that role and make the world team there. I, I mean, it's not like Jordan Burroughs is unbeatable. It's, it's, it's not it. It's not impossible to make the Greco team, though, I don't think, if you're Kyle Dake. 
It's worth a shot. It's it's worth a shot. But again, I I don't I don't I mean I really there are enough like people... the idea of staggering the world team trials to where you got freestyle like that first weekend of April. Oh and yeah, then, I think like, we should be able to do you know, both. and then Greco should be like the last weekend of April or yeah. the first weekend of May. Oh, I like and, that too. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, let's let's get the best talent out there. Yeah, um, I agree with that one hundred percent. I mean, if Gabe Dean loses the, you know, Ed Ruth or Clayton Foster or whatever in the eighty four, and then he can, you know, go out there and compete in Greco, or we just have Adam Kuhn do both. Yeah. Well, he clearly <laughs> wants to do it anyway. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, nobody's going to stop him. <laughs> no one's going to say no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I and and we kind of talked about this last week, where we sort of hope that eventually every weight class in the United States is like one sixty three. Um, you know that we have right now, where Burroughs and Dake and Taylor and Andrew Howe and plenty of other talented guys are right there you know it's an embarrassment of riches but yeah i mean you know hey andrew howe and 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 kyle day go go see if you can do greco i it, mean why not it's not the first time that this has happened no it's like, not it's it, not it, tom kenny and- monday and dave schultz in the 1988 trials in pensacola yep that was left out of the fox catcher movie which should have really been included but yeah they didn't show they showed um they showed Mark Schultz, uh, you know, winning his two out of three, but and, and cutting the weight and everything like that. But what also happened that weekend was Dave Schultz lost to Kenny Monday. Yeah, you had Dave Schultz and Kenny Monday battling for a spot. Yeah, pretty freaking awesome. Well, I mean, great YouTube video, by the way. Absolutely is. You've got you've got brands. Uh, I don't remember if it was Tom or Terry, but going up against Kendall Cross. One That's of awesome. one of them won the the world trials and then won a world gold medalist. And then what happened the next year? The other one won the world trial and won a gold medal. Like, that's great. That's spectacular competition. Is it really that hard to believe? I mean, like, David Taylor almost beat Jordan Burroughs last year. I still think Kyle Dick's better than David Taylor. Absolutely, yes. Like, it's it's not out of the question. If if Jordan Burroughs has a, a, a brain fart or, or a, like... If you're asking me if Jordan Burroughs would beat those guys right now, yes, I'm going to pick Jordan Burroughs. But I'm not. I'm saying like nine out of ten times he wins. There's still that one time where he might lose. And that's where I like the best two out of three, and that's where I'm really excited for the trials and the U.S. Open and everything like that. I mean, it's good stuff. That's what's going to be interesting, though. So he's gonna. He's not wrestling in this. No. So he has to wrestle. Start to finish in the world trials. He does because he wasn't a world medalist last year, right? No, he, no, no, no. It doesn't won. matter. It does, if you win the U.S. Open, you are in the finals of the world team trials. That I don't is, think, how, I yes, don't think that's how it works. That is how it works. I disagree. I am, I am one hundred percent positive. Oh, I can't wait to prove you wrong on that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> at least it used to be the case. If that, I think they, not I think they've changed it. Like everything else with freestyle and Greco, they got to change it every couple of years to screw with us. Um. Yeah. Is David Taylor a lock to win the U.S. Open at 163? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Andrew Howe? No. He's he kicked the crap out of Andrew Howe every time they've wrestled freestyle. Mm-hmm. Every single time. If somebody can prove me wrong there, then I'll be surprised. And it doesn't count if David Taylor was asleep or <laughs> on drugs or something along those lines. 
Some people really like Ian Miller there. I don't I don't really agree, but um, I mean, I like Ian Miller to lose to David Taylor in the semis <laughs> or something like that, but I I just it'd be shocking if he actually beat him. Oh. Ian Miller an exceptional freestyle wrestler. His big moves really help him out in with the the scoring, but Absolutely. Like it's it's not going to happen there. There's a level that he can get up to, and it's it's definitely beating up on uh, uh, Tyler Caldwell, and, and he's definitely better than Colt Sponseller. But I think once you get to the level of Andrew Howe, it's you can't really do that. I don't like to count out Andrew Howe though; he's a good wrestler. No, but he's not going to beat David Taylor. It's happened too many times. Who knows? I watched one where it was like. You go, oh, wow, this is going to be awesome. And then David Taylor got, like, an ankle pick, and you're like, oh, okay, he scored first. And then he locked up a trap arm gut, and then it was over in, like, 30 <laughs> seconds. I was like, god damn it. That sucked. I was so excited to watch this. <laughs> Other questions? Other questions. So my apologies to uh, Ross uh, Bartacek. I, I do a very good job of checking my email usually, and uh, I did not check it last week. Thankfully, we actually answered one of the questions anyway. Question, about Adam Kuhn. Yeah, he was curious about uh, what our thoughts were about Adam Kuhn going both freestyle and Greco at the senior level. And, uh, I mean, he's clearly going to win it all on both, so that'll be cool. Um, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, be, you can't back out of bounds. Well, maybe Greco you can. Yeah, that'll be. Assuming, <laughs> assume, assuming Adam Kuhn doesn't push you, man. Let's hope. Apparently, you're only allowed to pull now. I would in, like to. See, I would Greco like to wrestling. see like a, a guy make like an intelligent argument, like you know, uh, Connor Medbury or somebody being like, "Okay, so that six foot six guy who weighs two hundred sixty pounds did just push me out of bounds. Yeah. I mean, I know he didn't extend his arms, but he did just basically lock something up and I push really me out of bounds. I really feel like I was pushed there. <laughs> Because that wasn't necessarily me just backpedaling. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> or trying to escape. Um, so U.S. Open predictions is question number one, which I'm sure we'll get to, Ross. So hold your horses. Question number two. What do you think of guys like Aaron Pico and Kyle Snyder wrestling seniors versus junior? Would you rather see them try to win another medal for the U.S. junior team? Or would you rather see them uh, at the senior level? I like the senior level. I I like the idea that, I mean, I think if you're taking first or second or even third at the NCAAs, you're really good. And you should really be out there mixing it up with people and on the senior level. Because you don't know so much about wrestling is being fit and healthy at the right time. Mm -hmm. And the idea that, you know, in 2016, Kyle Snyder will what be 21? Um, I don't know, something like that. You know, 20, 21 years old. Um, We don't know what Kyle Snyder will be when he's 25. Right. Maybe he has a couple devastating shoulder injuries. Hopefully not. Yeah. I mean, even though he is an Ohio State Buckeye. But. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but hopefully not. Right. But maybe he has some injuries. Maybe he's not, you know, so yeah, go mix, go mix it up out there in the senior level. I with, mean, he's out of doubt, you know, I mean, go do it. Um, 
If if you're that if you're a top two three guy in the in the NCAA's, you know, you you have the strength, you have the athletic ability to go out there. It's not always going to work out for you. No. Um, you know, but yeah, yeah, go do it. Here's the thing, like if I were wrestling in high school right now, I'd be really good. Way better than when I was in high school. But I'm not. Right. I'm close to 30. <laughs> you know, like and and I know I'm talking about different things, but I guess my point is like if you're cl- if you've beaten the competition at that level, move up. Like why not? You're not going to get you're not going to get better wrestling against worse people. Nobody you've ever wrestled against is going to say like, "Oh yeah, I was really good in high school because the room I was in sucked." Like I was just the best person in my room all the time and nobody pushed me ever to get better. So like I just walked into every match thinking I was the best. And that's why I was so great. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure if JD Bergman just beats the crap out of Kyle Snyder every time, Kyle Snyder may be like, you know, oh, all right, well, Junior Nationals is for me. I'm clearly right. not on that level. Right. But I highly doubt JD Bergman just takes out the whooping stick every day and goes easy on Kyle Snyder. Right. Right. I think they have an idea. And I like it. I, I I really love the fact that Adam Kuhn and Nick Gwiazdowski are at heavyweight. Yeah. Because I want to see Delagnev pushed. Yeah. And Zach Ray is good. I like Zach Ray. But Zach Ray, Tyrell Fortune, Dom Bradley, Tony Nelson. I mean, those guys are all right. But they're not. They don't have the athletic ability Delagnev has. No. Adam Kuhn and Gwiazdowski do, though. Yes. Yes, they do. Are they younger and more inexperienced? Yeah. Uh, would I bet a lot of money on them beating Delagnev this weekend? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. But they have the athletic ability Delagnev has and the size that he has. And watch out. And I'm really interested to see that this weekend. And I absolutely love that both Gwiazdowski and Adam Kuhn are in this tournament. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting either way. I mean, like, one of the things that, that Tom and I were talking about beforehand is I was just I threw it out there to him. Like, think about the, like, random dude who, like, could step up. Like, there's always somebody who you who just shows up and you're like, holy crap. Like, I didn't really see that out of that dude. Like, I remember when, when I was at the World Team Trials and, like, Jason Chamberlain and and uh, Hockstresser and guys like that just kind of showed up and were exceptional. And I remember thinking, like, I I absolutely did not see that coming. I thought they were just going to be a guy who shows up and, and gets beat, and you're like, wow, well, I remember when he was good in college. Daniel Dennis. No, God, you can't be serious. <laughs> he is registered. I know he's registered. He's been He's been on the freestyle circuit for the last couple years. You I got gotta, a new name, Cash Caroga. Oh, he's not. Is he wrestling? He's, he is. He's registered. Ten seconds away from beating. Remember Tony that one Ramos time he almost tests. beat Tony Ramos, but didn't. And, and then Tony him. Ramos won a national and, championship. Yeah. yeah. Cash oh, wait, no. an excellent freestyler. Was that you? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent freestyler, Cash Caroga. Watch out. Straight cash, dark horse. Homie. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's safe to say absolute dark horse at 125. Um, I, I I'm assuming he's uh, he's registered. I'd like to see he BJ Futrell. I was saying I'm assuming BJ Futrell is registered. I don't know if I saw his name or not. I I apologize to Mr. Futrell. 
I th- not I, seeing him if I did. I think he's going to be good. Um, another name that uh, I do see on here is, well, clearly Jake Herbert seated 10th is stupid. Yeah, that I, I, that's, terrible decision. you know. And and the problem is though, I mean, if if we really want to complain and everything like that, we really only care whoever wins the U.S. Open. Yeah, like we're not really too worried who takes third or fourth. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the seating really doesn't matter. You got to win the tournament. Yeah, just go win a tournament. You got to beat whoever in front of you. So, I mean, the seating really could be anything. I mean, so I guess screw it. You know, we really don't need to make a big stink out of it. But Jake Herbert being seated tenth is absolutely stupid, and whoever decided that should be reprimanded in some fashion. I think uh, one last name I want to throw out there is Win McCallick. Uh, he's rest- solid. Yeah, he's really good. He's seated fifth currently at two hundred thirteen pounds. NCAA finalist for Central Michigan lost to Phil Davis. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's seated fifth. He has beaten Jake Varner post gold medal. Jake Varner, absolutely, he has. Yeah. And uh, I mean, assuming he gets to a four or five matchup with JD Bergman, I think he can beat him. And if he gets a couple upsets in there, I mean, you got guys who were. I mean, this is their dream. This is their goal. They show up and they wrestle out of their mind. Anything could happen. So. Well, this is what you dream about, too. You dream about the Olympic team, and the Olympic trials are 11 months away. Right. I mean, it's it's getting to go time here, folks. And and we were talking about this before, um, and in, even in past episodes, we have a largely veteran team right now. And even at the U.S. Open, I mean, you look at the one seeds, Coleman Scott, Brent Metcalf, Nick Maribel. Ed Ruth, Jake Varner, Tervel Lagnev. Ed Ruth is not, I mean, yes, Ed Ruth just won his spot last year, but it's Ed Ruth. Yeah. We don't really expect him to lose. You know, if you expect Ed Ruth to lose, I, I, I worry about you mentally. Um, now, you know, 163, you know, David Taylor is the one seed because Jordan Burroughs and Kyle Dake aren't wrestling there. And then 125, Tony Ramos won the spot last year, sort of a surprise. And that's a really interesting weight class to watch this weekend, and I'm, I'm really excited for that as well. Um, but a lot of veteran guys who are – and those veteran guys aren't going to hold on to their spot. One or two or more of those guys are going to get knocked off by somebody. Right. And, and it's really exciting to be like, well, who's going to do it? Yeah. We don't really know. I'm ready to get in predictions if you are. Sure. So here's what my thoughts are with 125. Assuming Joe Colon and Angel Escobedo match up at the 4-5 spot. Okay. Joe Colon wins that match. Um, uh, let me rephrase it. If Joe Colon wins that match, which I think is going to be a really tough one for him. I think it's just going to be a clash of styles. Escobedo's kind of slick and, and funky and, and could hit some, some big moves. Um, but assuming Joe Colon wins that match and uh, Tony Ramos, well, I guess regardless if he beats McDonough or not, or no, I guess it would be uh, Graf and McDonough. Anyway, I think Joe Colon beats Ramos is my point in the 4-1 spot. We I saw, love Joe Colon, too. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. That is another that clash of styles that will not go Ramos's way. <laughs> I think what, what they both do well, Joe Colon does better. And... I think that's how that would end. So, 
Um, I like Tyler Graff to win this thing. I, you know, and that's not a bad pick. I like Tyler Graff to win it, and I will be rooting for Joe Cologne. And I do kind of want to see Ramos and McDonough wrestle. Like, I mean, because that's interesting too. Both Iowa guys, and I really like Angel Escobedo as well. I mean, that's. There's a reason this is the most wide open weight class we have because it is wide open. But I, I'm I'm picking Graf. I hope Joe Cologne is wearing a singlet that's two sizes too big. Like he showed up and they're like, "Oh, I need a singlet." Like, yeah, man. Like this isn't. Well, I got a blue. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got him. <laughs> You're red. Well, what? All right. So who's got a red? <laughs> Don Bradley's like, here you go. <laughs> But uh, 134, if if Reese Humphrey's back down there, he wins this thing. That's I I don't I don't see him losing it. I don't I don't see Coleman Scott beating him. I don't know enough about Joey McKenna, which says enough about Joey McKenna. Well, he's the Stanford kid who hasn't really wrestled for Stanford yet. Um, oh yeah, you know, big time That's recruit. Right. Great. I remember um, that. Yeah, I, I pick Reese Humphrey there. Yeah, as well. Reese Humphrey wins that. Uh, I I mean I I guess I would see Scott and Humphrey in the final, but yeah. Anyway, um, one forty three Brent Metcalf. I I saw a thing about like oh the rivalry between Jordan Oliver and Brent Metcalf, and it's it could it go down again. And I remember thinking like, is it really a, like one of those guys has won every time? <laughs> How is that a rivalry? Like I don't I don't know either. What what? Is, why are you making something out of nothing? It's not like they wrestled often in college. Like, it's it's just been on this level, and one of those guys has not won, and it's it it hasn't really been close. Like, I and the other time, the guy got beat in the semis, and so someone else was there. Like, I feel like the blood round curse is in effect here. Oh, we just we just doomed Brett Metcalf or what? I think so. I think we doomed Brett Metcalf by announcing him a few episodes ago as the second best living American wrestler right now. Dude, like um, everything and, with me and Brett Metcalf, he loses. If I'm there, he's going to lose. So I think like Logan Steber, Kellen Russell wins this thing. I, I And I, I don't think Brett Metcalf wins this weekend. I don't remember if I wrote about this for Blood Round or not, but I wrote about how I've cursed Brent Metcalf. You did. His you career. did. Yeah. It was for blood yeah. round. Yeah. 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 So maybe that's the case. If that's, if that is, I it, think we sorry, doomed Brent. him. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think Aaron Pico will get it done. I don't think no. Jordan Oliver will get it done. I, I, no. I think it's Steber, or Kellen Russell, possibly Jimmy Kennedy. But... You're saying those are the only people that could win it. Other no, than no, 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 Metcalf? no. I, I don't, I don't believe, I mean, I, I like, Frank... you just don't believe Metcalf will win it. No, I don't think he emerges from this thing. Oh, that's tough. I mean, look at Frank Molinaro there too. Yeah, Jordan Oliver. I mean, Jordan Oliver. I think is great for a match, but for the five matches, six matches that it's going to take to win this thing, I don't. I don't really think so. I need. To, um, I need to just tell you, you sound like a crazy person right I now. I do. I, well, well, wait. Well, next week we can revisit my craziness. Metcalf has separated himself from the rest. I, all these I other guys so. are very good, but I don't think Metcalf so. is best. All right. All right. So one fifty four. James Green. Oh, that's an interesting pick. I did not go with that. I went with Dustin Schlater. I like that too. Yeah. I also like Welch here. I like Welch. 
I like Welch. I mean, he's he's putting up points, and I think he's getting better at defense, and I, I think he's figuring it out. I I think he's figuring it out, but I still think he just is a little too wild and not quite ready for. I agree. That's why I picked James Green. Yeah, yeah, James <laughs> Green is really good. I just I don't see Green beating Schlater, and I don't. I, I just think I mean Schlater and Marable are both uh, extremely good defensive wrestlers. I think that. If Schlater's healthy, he's going to win that match. I think the 24-hour weigh-in with James Green, seeing his size at the end of this year in the NCAAs, he is a big dude. And I don't think he's bigger than Marable or Schlater. And I think, but I think giving him 24 hours to get some fluids in him and recover and get back ready for the next day is a bad idea for the rest of the guys there. So you're saying that that might help him not gas? Yes. Okay. I disagree. It's okay. I think that's why that's why there's two of us, and that's, that's why true. there's not that's just true. one. This is bag. great. This is so much better than our NCAA predictions, <laughs> where we agreed with like everything except for four weight classes. I wish you were like. I wish there was a video of us making our NCAA predictions because we didn't talk about our NCAA predictions before we got on the no. mics. Well, and, and that's the weird thing. If you guys start a pod, <laughs> and if you guys start a podcast out there, it is kind of weird because you actually don't really want to talk before you turn the mics on. It's it's hard because well, just, you know, all the good stuff comes out. Yeah, you don't want to get into like a heated argument and be like, okay, well, let's recreate that in twenty five right. minutes. Yeah. it's kind of weird. So in a way, you <laughs> you guys meet up and you're like, yeah, we're gonna this this and this. Okay. All right, let's turn on the mics because you don't really want to like, you know, um, you know, shoot all your uh, something, yeah, something yeah. all over the place. So, so yeah. here's the thing, <laughs> and, though, is like, and, and, and so like our NCAA picks, whenever we made them and we saw that a lot of them were the same, we were like looking at each other with like our heads down. Our posture <laughs> was all bad. I mean, if, if you had pictures of it, it was really entertaining because we were just like, damn it. It's like if I you thought were we walking... were going to I thought this was a wild pick and then you made the same freaking pick like, dang yeah. it. Like if you were walking down the hallway and you were in a good mood and then you walked into this room, you would just immediately become sad. You just wouldn't know why. But, yeah, I mean, like, this is fun. We have different picks. So, speaking of different picks, 163. David Taylor. Andrew Howe. Jesus, you're just dumb. I don't know why you made that pick. (laughs) I can't can't understand that. All right. It's it's happening. Who's going to? We're writing off Andrew Howe, and it's not right. You must have Ian Miller beating David Taylor. No. I, I'm not writing off Andrew Howe. He's Caldwell. the fourth best wrestler in this weight class in the country. I'm just saying. That's really good. <laughs> of course it is. I'm He's not, just I'm not, not. I'm not accusing you of anything like that. If there's, okay, if there's categories of like one, there's like one A is Jordan Burroughs. <laughs> one B is like David Taylor and Kyle Dake. And one C is 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 Andrew Howe. And it's like one C, everybody knows. Like, all right, C. Like, why don't you just make it two? But it's like, well, two, no. <laughs> two is a different level. <clears throat> That's where you got, like, the Tyler Caldwells and Ian Millers and those cats. Anthony Valencia. Why? He's seated seventh. I know the dude was really good, but, like, he didn't even place in juniors. I think USA Wrestling likes to encourage guys with their rankings and their pre-seeds sometimes. I haven't been ranked yet. 
I'm super encouraged. I don't think they're worried about encouraging us. Probably not. No. And they don't need to. They invite us to a tournament. We're like, yeah, okay. That's true. All right, I'll go wrestle. I'll go wrestle Michael <laughs> Clark. I got an invitation. I'll be so excited. Elise, guess what? Guess what I'm doing? <laughs> well, and like, uh, you know, a short nine days ago, they were like, all right, well, you're going to wrestle Mike McClure. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I kind of saw this coming. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were just saying before the podcast, like, if if 30 seconds into the match, someone had shot McClure in the chest, he still would have beat you. <laughs> and it's, exactly. It's nothing against you. It's like. He's a giant superhuman man. Like, he is. He is. He is absolutely. And I wonder if they put him in the new Terminator movie. He should. If be. not, it was an oversight. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, one uh, one hundred and eighty nine pounds. Ed Ruth's got a. I, I I believe in Ed Ruth. Austin Trotman. No. Um, I love Austin Trotman. I know he's cool. I like John Reader too. I feel like that's not the first time we've thrown his name under the bus. Sorry, Austin. Uh, John Reader is really good, but I mean, like you know, it's it's a one A and one B. One A is Ed Ruth. One B is Keith Gavin, Clayton Foster, and Jake Herbert. Of course, I root for Richard Perry being a Bloomsburg guy for sure. Absolutely. Naturally, naturally. But uh, I mean, Ed Ruth should win this. Okay. There's a yeah. There we go. Awesome. Back on the same page. I like it. Two thirteen. I I love the fact that Varner's actually competing at the U.S. Open. Me too. I like to see him go through this tournament and have to face challenges. I really like it. I don't really see where he loses here, though. Yeah. Um, except for maybe Jaden Cox, who is not preceded, um, but he is registered for senior nationals. I kind of like Jaden Cox. These are, these are those things that you say where I just go, when has that happened? Like, even Jordan Burroughs. Like, I can't think of if he registered or wrestled in the world team or, or Olympic trials when he was in college, but, like, I'm pausing now because I'm thinking he probably would have won them. <laughs> but, but that I mean, Jaden Jaden Cox is not. Jordan Burroughs, I guess, is my point. No, it, Lo- Logan Steber wrestled in this a bunch of times. Logan Steber's a four-time national champion. That's better than Jordan Burroughs did in, in college, and, and he's never won it. He's kind of gotten beat up a couple times. Well, that's your opinion, man. It's I mean, that, Those are facts. <laughs> <laughs> my, my opinion is that the facts are going to remain consistent and that Jaden Cox is not going to step in and beat... Olympic gold medalist Jake Varner. I'm picking Jaden Cox. Okay, I'm picking Jake Varner. <laughs> Adam um, Adam Kuhn. I picked Terrell Delagno. Adam Kuhn. I I wish I picked Adam Kuhn. I hope Kuhn wins it. I hope I'm wrong. But I, I picked well, Delagno. you know, and and I I'm being a little silly now, um, but. Uh, I'm I'm still picking Jaden Cox for two thirteen though. You, that was legitimate. You, you feel free. that was legitimate. Okay, um, two seventy five. I'm I'm picking Delagnev, but I really love the fact that Gwiazdowski and Kuhn are in this weight class. Like I said earlier, you realize because that, they are two athletes on his level, and I think he'll be tested here. You know, I think Tyrell Fortune, like he could do it. If I were if I were picking like somebody to make an upset win at this, I I I think I might pick him. 
He's had some pretty he like he's one of those guys. He I mean he's had some pretty good international success. And I feel like he still had a lot of room to improve. He's one of those D2, D3 guys, much left like Trevel Delognev, who may have not had the best competition in his room to push him and get better, and now he's working with these international guys and getting into this other these other competitions and maybe he gets no, that I, chance. I, I agree. He's getting better. I, I just I, – I think, you know, his ceiling is low, and uh, I don't think – I mean, I think Delagnev right now is at, you know, just a higher level. and But I think Gwiazdowski and Kuhn can get there. You know what's interesting to see? And I, I... Don Bradley, working out now in Morgantown, West Virginia. Working with the, uh... What is it, the Mountaineers? Why am I blanking yeah, on... West Virginia Mountaineers. Mountaineers. Uh, we got Nick Marable out of Morgantown, West Virginia. And I feel like there's a third... Uh, oh, maybe I'm thinking of Coleman Scott out of uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So which one of these guys are working out of the East Lansing Wrestling Club? Um, <laughs> you know what's sad? Franklin Gomez was like, all right, peace, guys. I'm going to Penn State. <laughs> uh, he works out with the Nittany Weird. Lion Wrestling Club. I'm going to go win medals for, for Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Yeah. 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 But it's like, all right, well. You got to go somewhere. Speaking of which, Nick Simmons is registered at 125. So throw his name in the hat there, too. He's not preceded, which is, I don't really know what happened there. But, um, you know, Nick Simmons is in the, uh, is registered, which means there will be some, be some questionable headlocks. Remember when it was like 121 pounds and you still had Nick Simmons, who was like (laughs) 6'3", just killing people? I think Nick Simmons is taller than me, and I'm 5'11". Yeah. Like, I saw him at the MSU Open this year, and I talked to him a little bit. And I, I mean, it is amazing. Yeah. He is, he's a he's, tall, he's slender dude. He's six foot. And, like, yeah, super skinny. His his arms are often longer than, like, foot to hip on, like, the guys <laughs> he's wrestling. More often than not, I would say. Did we get all those email questions answered? Yeah, I believe so. Um, we had answered the Adam Kuhn ones before. Um, and, yeah, he's going to win it all. We gave our predictions. We uh, we got it all. Let me double check to see if we got any while recording the podcast, last-minute ones. No, we did not. So I guess that covers it. Awesome. This is going to be fun. I did just post something to our Facebook page. I'm very excited to see that uh, NBC Sports will uh, televise both uh, on NBC Sports Network and Universal Sports Network the uh, U.S. Open. Yeah, I don't know anybody who has Universal Sports Network, by the way. No, I've got uh, the NBC Sports uh, channel, though. I do have NBC Sports, formerly Versus. Um, yeah. Tape delay Wednesday, May 13th at 11.30 p.m. Pretty yeah. cool. I mean, you know, anytime you can see wrestling, great. I mean, I, I appreciate it. Um, Ooh, that'll be interesting. I just thought about my work schedule that day. The following morning, I have to be up early. So It happens. Yeah. But I think we can, All I think we can watch the matches on Flow this weekend, though, right? Yeah, I believe that's the case as well. Check it out if you don't have your Flow... Uh, Membership, get it, because they allow you to watch very cool wrestling events there. Yeah, it's pretty cheap for the yeah. wrestling, I mean, considering. We'll do ours at some point when we're paid to do this <laughs> and have the means. 
We won't charge you guys. Yeah, it's it'll be free for a little bit too. It's gonna be free forever. Ideally. Just keep buying our shirts. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Boom. Well, um, thanks guys for tuning in and we will uh we will talk to you next week. The US Open, very exciting stuff. I'm pumped. Check it out. Yeah. We'll see you next week, guys. Rock on.